Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast, and I'm Big Steel. Gia. Y'all already know what it is. Today, we got one of my homeboys. I don't like to use that word special guest because the last few weeks, we just had homies that just happened to be here, and we said, you know what, man, you coming on the show today. We got the homie, man, one of the illest lyricists on the West Coast, man. He was part of the group that just came in. They didn't just come in, man. They kind of kicked the door in, man. The New West. Yes, sir. The new West. Yes, um, sir. I remember it was That's a lot of Maestro. Yeah, it was a lot of cats that was real shook up about that. And I guess he don't need no introduction, so to speak. Bishop Lamont. Bishop, what's cracking, dog? Man, I'm happy to be here. Man, you know what? We might as well go into that because we got two people here. Because I know Eight was very much was one of those dudes that was real vocal about what the fuck is these new niggas coming in talking all this shit for? <laughs> mm-hmm. All, all, all these nothing personal against uh, uh, any particular artist or that. Uh, yes, sir. I've never had any um, drama, so to speak, um, with any new artist. I love any artist coming up out the West Coast, trying to um, uplift mm-hmm. what we have as far as music and the foundation of the West Coast. 
you know, um, but as you know, some of us old cats, we just had a, uh, took it a little, uh, a little offensive by, by saying new West because we felt like, um, we were all West as a whole and what was changing as far as new artists coming from the West coast, we just wanted to keep it west coast yes sir you get me but no disrespect to none of the new artists representing the west coast because let's face it you all gotta we all gotta advance and we all gotta uplift uh whatever uh is coming out of the west coast and representing us as a whole because you know a lot of people kind of write us off every now and then when we tend to not follow the trendy shit right. or try to follow what's going on as far as hip-hop concerned. You know what I'm saying? Message. Well, first off, thank you for bringing up this conversation because to have this conversation with you of all yeah. is a blessing because we never had that back then. Mm-hmm. But the first misconception about the New West was thinking that we was excluding our our big homies, our mm-hmm. peers. We were saying New West for anybody that never got an opportunity. A nigga could be 50-something years old. You could have been the ghostwriters or the producers, whatever it was behind these other people. We tired of being stepped on and used as X, Y, and Z. And so that's what that rebellion was really about. And it was only targeted at those that was hating on us. And that was Ice Cube and Snoop at the time. Okay. Clearly, that's what that was. And it was it was it was crazy to see it happen. And I never I never knew that. Exactly. Y'all felt like why uh, did you feel, uh, because I never, you know, like I said, when it came to guys like you, I knew what you was about, your Bless. penmanship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you you put your work in, you know, a, a lot of the homies knew about Bishop, you feel me? So, And I was your biggest fan because I lived off Climar and Alondra, right, right, and I would be yeah. up at West Park, and okay, I would be yeah, down there yeah. at the liquor store. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I seen you. So it was I the mean, real thing. You know, so there's a difference with the real ones that we look up to, and then others that was like, "No, nah, fuck that." What we were frustrated about, though, was that why do we have to keep going through this concentration camp? It's not a thing of an institution. It's a thing where I'm gonna use you for all your writing, take all your styles. I'm gonna use you for all your producer ideas, your fashion ideas. Well, once I've drained you, then I'll release you. But what will you look like? You'll look like a replica. So why do we have to partake that way? We are down to work with y'all. That's what we were doing. Right. But when you don't want to pay us, or you don't want to treat us right, or you don't want to, uh, you don't want us to have our space. I remember when Snoop told me on the phone after it was done. Shouts out to Dada and Day One for making that happen. But he put us together on the phone, and he was like, "I want to apologize for what went on with that, but I just felt like it wasn't y'all time to be on the court yet." Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the little homies. And I said, I understand that, but isn't your right to tell us that? If we can ball you up on the court, it's our time. Just like when it was your time and y'all had to bust out from under easy. Even though we didn't like the way that went down, that's what happened. Because it was like a civil war to us. Because we fans of everybody. So that's not what the New West wanted. My principles was based on like the barbershop picture, the arm reaching over the wall. I believe in Bunchy Carter. I believe in Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. You understand? The principles of each one teach one and reach. That's the movement because the more people we put on, the more power we have like the South. We was losing. More niggas was having to run to the East Coast and get signed to East Coast labels instead of having it thriving on the West Coast and having all this talent in our backyard so we can fortify things. 
and do it better than niggas did it before. That's what it was supposed to be about. But then Ice Cube started saying so much shit and blah, blah, blah. I just went real left and, and, and they started picking sides thinking it was an ageism. No, this is about niggas having an opportunity to shine. All these niggas that never got credits on albums, that never got their names on what they wrote, that never saw no royalty checks, fuck that. We, we knocking down the doors. I'm up at the beat trying to get every nigga on the radio. Tawala, as 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 Tawala, as Dorsey Fuller, I was I was trying to get everybody through the door. We go to Power 106. I'm telling E man, listen to all these niggas. Why aren't we playing West Coast niggas? Mm. That was the New West movement. Kiki Loco was with us. All blessings. All kind of people was with us. Little Ice Cube. I can't remember all the cats that was with us. Del Ron. So many OGs was was Jazzy. Jazzy. Blessings to Jazzy. Was navigating me. I had counsel right. with, with elders. I wasn't going against my heroes. So yeah, I, that's it. I, I'm gonna stop. But I, yeah, I could, thank I, you for this. I ain't even I thought about that shit feel, years. I, could, I should definitely feel that because, as a, <clears throat> as an artist coming up in that time, um, I never, you know, felt like I was even on that, you know, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg level. Um, I used to, I never reached out to nobody's camp. You feel me? Like, I guess just from day one, I just like felt like, fuck it. It was just me and chill and slip. And I'm not going to try to give a demo to Cube. I'm not going to try to give a demo to Dre. See? I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. Because I came up off hood mentality. It was just me and the homies in the hood. Fuck everybody on the outside. So I never looked to go get discovered by nobody else. There you go. So, you know, did I feel like, mm, damn, how come I ain't, you know, the ice cubes? And how come, like, I felt like at a point, like, what, niggas blackballing a nigga? Message. Because, shit. Message. Nigga, I'm spitting the same ghetto Fire. fucking tales, and I'm fucking preaching about the tales from the hood, and, you know, and I wasn't about, you know, let's go to the club and party. I was about, like, niggas getting shot on the block. Every and let's day. say this on top of that. How dope is it when we look in that can it all be so simple and your ass is right there with Wu-Tang. Then you on the Shimmy Shimmy Y'all remix. That's how I got a lot of respect wide. from East Coast dudes. But that's how dope you was and they recognized it. And we saw that. Like he on he he universal. He yeah, universal. I, I, gotta, I got that was dope. Shout as out, fuck. shout out Primo, shout out Wu-Tang, yes, shout sir. out old Dirty. I mean, yes, shout sir. out Buster. Yes, sir. Shout out motherfucking uh, uh Pete Rock. Like I fucked with a lot of East Coast dudes. I know not that, you know, I didn't fuck with my West Coast homies, but like you said, I seem to got more respect from you were MC. East Coast dudes. You and that was MC. me. You know, I was MC8. Hey, let know. me ask. I know what it is. Yeah, I know what yeah, MC yeah, when yeah. I hear him rhyme. Let me ask. Let me ask. Stop Stop it. It. I'm a fan. I study. Yes, sir. See, at that time, the West Coast suffered really bad from like what I call a quoted on syndrome. Yeah. Everybody that ever came out the West Coast that was successful came up under the NWA family tree. Right. You yeah. know, they were either a byproduct of Dr. Dre. They were either a byproduct of Ruthless Records. They fell from that there branch, you, you know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Above the Law had Snoop before Dre did. Yes. They had, you know, Snoop and Warren, they was messing with Above the Law. 
and they kind of took the whole G Funk thing over there, you know, to Dre, and that's what happened. Shout out to Hutch. You know, we used to have a, a lot thing of called Real Nigga Monday. Credit. We used to talk on the phone about it. Hutch was putting me up on all that in the real history. That's why it was so weird when, you know, all this stuff happened with Easy and all that. And But that's what happens with business and stuff goes wrong and it's the wrong people in the mix. But mm -hmm. yes, but mm -hmm. that was the problem because imagine, why does everybody have to come under the umbrella of just these individuals? Let people go be their own people. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. 
His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're gonna love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like a molestation situation. They want everybody to get fucked. No, learn from the mistakes and let other people do better. Get off that sick disease and stop handing that down. We need more success here. A lot of our young cats that were on their way to success got murdered. Mm. Think about the young cats we had. Was it the teach me how to Dougie? Was that was that the was yeah, that the, the key is mm -hmm. the only big the Y had them big Y. Yeah, big bless y big Y. So it's like you think about this and the opportunities and how big these songs are going and what can change these children's lives and their families' lives and how big we can go. It kept getting knocked down. That was a whole nother aspect of it. We got to push and be able to get people other places. But you know when we go to Capitol or we go to Def Jam, are you down with Dr. Dre? Are you down with Snoop? Are you down with so-and-so? Why do we got to be down with anybody? Why can't you just listen to the demo? If you ain't got no affiliations with any of those houses, they don't want to sign you. And that's almost so, a byproduct. So, you know what I mean? It was a lot of that back then. Yeah. That's almost like a byproduct. I, I, I was fortunate enough to, like, sneak in the side door when when Easy and Dre and them started cracking. You know how the <laughs> labels do. They sit up and go, oh, we got to, ooh, that's cracking. We need to find one of them. Mm -hmm. right. It was fortunate enough that I had a motherfucking, you know, snake who was able to snake his way in and use the shoulder rubs he knew from, oh, I know this cat, I know this cat, and I know this cat. Listen to these cats. Ooh. You get me? And they were like, oh, so to them it was like, we got us one of them. Like, we didn't actually fall from up under the easy umbrella, but like like a motherfucker was breaking in the house and they left the motherfucker's side window open. <laughs> and we was able to climb through the side window before the whole trickle down of, you know, yep. oh, do you know Easy? Yep. Do you know Dre? Do you know Snoop or Cube? Or you know, we was able to get a deal off of that, and 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 fortunate I was able to build off of that to where I didn't have to wait to come up under the 
the easy Dre cube umbrella. I mean, because let's face it, that was the West Coast. Yeah. You fell up under those umbrellas. Yeah, it was that in the Bay Area. It was like a whole other galaxy. Ooh. And you know, we missed the opportunity with short, them because yeah, yeah. we wouldn't support them when that hyphy move was moving big. If we can just unify, we could put a stranglehold on shit like the South did, like the New York did. It's time for us to get some rings. That's what the New West was about. Well, you know how we are. Yeah, I know. But it's you just know how we are as, as like, far as, and that's unfortunate for us as far as, you know, and I, I don't know if you want to put that on neighborhood ties or I don't know what it is, but as far as with the West Coast, we just can't do that shit. And we yeah. should be. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? We just don't want to. I don't want to see that Dude, I always wanted to ask. It is funny because if you did come up under a nigga, you not finna get what that nigga getting. You feel me? Message. So you gonna probably be subject to be held up under a certain level mm-hmm. if you sign to a motherfucker. Hey, I want to ask you. The big dog don't want you now. You got as much talent. You probably you probably could you probably could lap a nigga on the on the track a couple of times. And so if the big dog see that. They're probably gonna do whatever's in their power to keep you at a certain level. Message. You ain't gonna get as much promotion. You're not gonna get as much radio play. You're not instead of seeing the vision of I can promote this nigga. I don't give a fuck. I sell platinum. So what if he sell double, triple platinum? Little Wayne did That's Drake. more motherfucking money in my motherfucking cut because I'm a businessman. Hey, let me ask you this, man. I'm at the Bogart my way in. Yes, yes, brother. Yes, brother. Yes, brother. Five minutes, brother. And every time I do it, the y'all MCs come to something. was speaking. Go ahead. How, could, how, how didn't you wind up on Ruthless Records? I didn't wind up on Ruthless because at the time, like I said, my mentality was on some neighborhood shit. So, Easy and them was from the east side of Compton. (laughs) I was from the west side of Compton. You know, I just always had my own identity because of gang banging and shit. Everything was about the hood. So when it came to music, and and doing shit like that, like we like even though we was crip niggas, it was like they was from over there, we from over here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't I, I never pushed like, oh easy sign me, sign me, nigga, you know we hard, we see him dub, you know, me and chill woonty woon. Nigga, I just said fuck it and me and chill just got to making demos in the garage mm-hmm. with the homies. And I started rapping about the hood. Nigga, hood this, hood that, hood this, hood that. So when it came time for us to ready to get busy, we went like everybody else went. We went to Lonzo route. Mm. You get me? Mm-hmm. I went to I went to Lonzo's with some other niggas and unknown happened to be there. You get me, and like I said, when when you when you when you got that mind of you know greediness and you know shit, and then you know it's nigga that's talent right there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see the formate, you see the formation of okay, easy cracking right now. That easy e shit and that that shit that Lonzo and them was like fuck. Now they sitting up like. 
these motherfuckers is taking off. Right. So just imagine a little 17-year-old crip-ass ape <laughs> come walking through the door, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nigga, the hood this, nigga, hood that, and fuck the one times, nigga, we sipping Thunderbird. Yes, and Thunderbird. block this and block that. Them niggas was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you feel me? That's dope. So... Like, that's how I didn't go the easy route, because Unknown was like, the walk, man, come yeah. on, nigga, we can't, nigga, I can't take belling <laughs> through, bell, nigga, yes. with the motherfucking, motherfucking uh, blue Timbo boots on, nigga, the khaki suit, sweatshirt, nigga, came in that motherfucker spitting about, nigga, on the west side of Compton, nigga, it's trag new and blue, blue this and whoop de -woo. them niggas was like, oh, shit. Uh, 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 we got us like, one. Unknown was like, shit, uh, uh, hey, what's your name, little nigga? And this is DJ Slip and Woonty Woon, and the rest was history. Messy. That's how I didn't come up because they was already like, they already had labels. Mm. Unknown had techno hop. Unknown had all the hood shit. Unknown had King T. He had oh, Ice T. Wow. He, like, he had the hood shit. Wow. So, and I used to listen to those records and buy those 12 inches. Yes, sir. So I used to buy that little yellow 12 inch with the red, white, and techno hop. So when that nigga was like, yeah, I, I, that's my label, techno hop. I'm like, this nigga know Ice-T, six in the morning? Message. This nigga know King T, payback's a mother. Mm -hmm. And if you're from Compton, your brother bring a gun. Ooh. I'm like, this nigga know the niggas. So of course I was like, I'm fucking with that. this dude. Yeah. And that's how... I didn't fall up under Ruthless. I fell up under Techno Hop and Unknown, but you know, same shit. And that's crazy because that's when, when you think back on it, Easy was poised to have, if he wouldn't have, if them cats wouldn't defect it from Ruthless Records, right? He would have wound up with Snoop, Warren G, and all of them possible. But if they all, because, but you gotta understand, this is what I say, and I'm sure you don't went through it, because we all have. Yes, you get fucked when you come into this business, and it just trickles down. Yes. You get me? This yes. nigga fucked this nigga, so he learns how to fuck this nigga. Right. He learns how to fuck this nigga, and so on, and so on, and so on. You, you never have a motherfucker who go, you know something? This nigga write all his shit. He produce his shit. Hoonty won't. I don't do nothing but put his shit out. I'm not finna take 90% of his money. Sure. I'm finna give a nigga his money. And then we gonna build like that because this nigga gonna introduce me to this nigga. So I'm gonna do the same. And then, and now you sitting up like motherfucking, what's my nigga who was from Arrowstore or my nigga Barry Gordy or yeah, now you sitting up like them. You get me? Because had everything under a roof. You 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 gotta learn. You sometimes you have to be good to the artist. Sometimes yeah. you got to. All the you time. Without them, you ain't got shit. But sometimes, like I said, when you come into this rap game, I don't give a fuck who you are. From the time you start, you're gonna meet a manager or a producer or, or a fucking independent label or production company or whatever. And then they gonna sign you and you're naive, you know, you yep. you wanna get in. It's your dream. I wanted, like, I was naive. I didn't know, nigga, I was 17. Message. Lawyers and, man, what? Motherfucker, I'm on the block selling crack, nigga. Nigga, contract? Nigga, here. 
I don't know shit. Nigga, you might well like the easy video. <laughs> nigga, you might well had to be a fucking 40 out to put a big rope on my neck. And I'm, nigga, what? Message. I'm in the game. I don't know shit. Nigga taking your money for this. He taking your money for that. But I'm, I, my dream is like my nigga Biggie said. I see my name on fucking Right On Magazine. I see my picture. Yes. Nigga, limos is coming to pick me up and shit. I'm walking around Sony Music and shit like that, and niggas is treating me like, oh, hey, hey, yeah, nigga, I'm walking yeah. through, grabbing all kind of fucking CDs. Oh, yeah, the free CDs, hey, nigga, all the promotional like, shit. I'm going through the cabinets. Oh, I'll take this Michael. I'll take this Chardet. Let me take That's this. Incredible, let me yeah. take this. Let me Open take them this. foul cabinets. You feeling, oh, nigga, I'm feeling great. What Run DMC talked about. Not knowing you getting fucked like a motherfucker. And that's and but that's you don't know. There you go. You, your dream is to be something other than what I was. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I was motherfucking riding beach cruisers through the hood, sweating niggas and fighting. Saying beach cruisers, ditching shots school, out the glasses, ditching yeah. school, and and I had no vision of nothing. Rap came along, and a nigga handed me a fucking like I said, a forty ounce and a gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was over with. Nigga. Right. What the fuck? So you know, it, it's it's thank you for it's that. It's unfortunate, man, that 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 we on the West Coast have this, you know, look down or don't want to congratulate or even help the accomplishments of a nigga who might be better than you. And That's that was all. the pact that we made. That's what the New West was. Me, Mike Strode, glasses. YN, Bokey Loke, I forget who always sitting at, at Battle Cat's mama's house, but I said, whoever gets signed first, then we get the next person signed, then we get the next person signed. That's the way it works. I got my shot first, mm-hmm. because what I did was when I made a mixtape, I made sure everybody was on it. Right. We pulled our money and put it, it was called Who I Gotta Kill to Get a Record Deal. And then I snuck up inside Interscope, and in the mailing room, we slipped it in with their promotional shit. And they got everywhere. And I said, they gonna pick somebody. They might not like all of us. Right. But that shit started to trigger and opportunities happened. So I got signed to Aftermath. But when I was going to my final meeting with Dre, I brought glasses just to make sure, let's put another face in front that's supposed to be coming next. Mm-hmm. You never know what can be advanced with this situation right here. And he'll get more familiar with glasses, but on with the show. Then when glasses was meeting with Jay-Z, I was there for that meeting to make sure I could support him at Def Jam and everything we did to make sure it was right. Now, if you keep doing that with each artist, making sure they got good lawyers, making sure they got good counsel, making sure they start staying away from all that bullshit Mm -hmm. so they can really succeed, look at the difference that happens. That's all the New West was to be, and it's still going to be that. So that's, 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 that's the energy, though, because we shouldn't have to go through that same frustrating shit. A lot of people ain't here no more. It took their souls. It destroyed them. Definitely. You know what I mean? It, it sucks, and their health was so bad that they gone when they, when they deserve to be so wealthy. So that's the energy for me. You know what I'm saying? It's still doing that work. That's it. Holy Bishop, water splash. Let me ask you, man, how much writing did you? Th- how much writing do you think you did at that time that you didn't get credit for? So much, but remember, you you paint the picture. What was Pacific like when we was when I had to do all the detox sessions? Oh, it was Pacific. Everybody was up there. It was cracking. Bringing everybody together. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On my budget, though, because they didn't have no budget anymore. Mm. Everything was shut down. So I signed here, but I'm I'm getting my budget fucked for this. But I can't put my own album out, so I got to keep t- putting my album out as a free mixtape because I keep getting turned down for a release date. But my shit's on fire. If I didn't do that, I would nobody would ever know who I was. What do you, you know think I mean? your progress over there? Uh... <sighs> 
Jimmy Iovine, um, because Jimmy Iovine wanted detox. He didn't give a fuck about nothing else, and that was Dre's stress, and it sucked because I'm going to support my bro to the end, and that's what I did, but at a certain point, after being on a label for five million years, and your granny just dies, and you're feeling like a failure because you can't be where you need to be to take care of things because you kind of off track from when you should have been out, it right. gets frustrating. It can go dark, but I love my brother, but there was so much that he had on his back and shit to deal with that the headphones and all that shit blessed it and made it better, but there was so much, that, that, that business... When the business comes into it, it fucks everything up. Because the fun we'd have in the studio, the shit me and Dre would do, everybody. Mark Batson focused, the, the whole movement. Buster, everybody, we doing hip-hop shit. Let's do some great... You saw what we was doing. Mm -hmm. We got everybody at Pacifique. Lady of Rage, Pete Rock. When he was K-Dot, J-Rock, because the first day J-Rock got arrested because he didn't have a license, so then Kendrick had to drive him there. Everybody was there. Terrace Mark, think about all the people we had there writing. I wanted to make sure all these people was involved. Even when Crooked was still with Death Row and people didn't want to deal, I'm sorry, and deal with, and deal with, I said, how are we going to do some West Coast shit without Crooked? Never. I'm going to go get Crooked. I'm going to fight for this shit. I'm Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I caught so much flack for the shit I was trying to do for niggas, but it's all right. That's on my back. That's what I want to do. Now, Bishop, now, now, Bishop explain to people out there, because you said it came out your budget. You had to spend over a quarter million dollars up in there. I don't, look. Like he said, I was aware of so much um, from reading Kashif's business book and different shit and hearing horror stories because I was ghostwriting way before I'd signed the Aftermath. Uh, I think Rakim, Rakim and Joe Beast was there at the time, and, and I got put in to uh, do some ghostwriting. So I started becoming aware of the system and what goes on, you know what I'm saying, as I moved around the industry. So I was already familiar with a lot of how bad business can get done. So I came in with my eyes open. I had to switch lawyers twice because they was in cahoots. All kind of shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I always believed in being the spook that sat by the door. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we got to learn. We got to be better. Bunchy Carter is my hero. Malcolm X is my hero. Harry Belafonte, rest in peace. Uh, a true idol. But it's like with that knowledge and that power through music, we can do so much more. So that's where I was at. But when you're dealing with them places like that, it's going to go left on you, especially when you know too much. So me being too smart was the real problem. And then me being too spiritual, because I'm praying over all my meals. In that industry, you have people that will be mad at you for praying. Imagine that. So then I'm like, how can, I, how can I be a part of something if this, this is the enemy of God? When you got presence like that, that's when it can go wrong. And I started getting tainted with demons and shit I shouldn't have been around. I'm hip hop. 
Dilla was supposed to be a part of my album. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to put Dilla and Dre together, and Dilla passed. Proof got killed. It was horrible. It was just curse after curse. It just got dark over there. Uh, it was crazy. You know, like, yeah. I never talk about, talk about that shit. It's us, so we church. You know what so, I mean? We um, testify. It is what it is, and we leave it. I'm going to go back a few episodes, eight, and we were sitting up here having a conversation just about the industry, and eight was even saying that when Gangsta Rap first came out, people were kind of scared of it. They backed away from it. Um, then you had the whole Ice T thing, the cop killer thing. People really hit the panic button. But then it started coming around again. What happened was you had the rise of Dre and Snoop, all this other stuff. So gangster rap is back in vogue now, right? Yeah. This is commercial now at this point. Eight was saying that they pretty much go out and look for a certain kind of artist. And if he's not that type of artist, they want to mold you into that type of artist. Absolutely. Because they... They know that ultimately, like, you know, you had the Takashi 6ix9ine situation. You saw the whole thing that happened with that. You started getting a lot of people just kind of coming in under this false gangster pretense because that was what, that's what's polarizing the people. That's what gets people engaged. How, how much of that did you see? Are people just trying to just put, lead you down a path of debauchery? That's all there was. It's like the Pinocchio shit. It's the Pinocchio yeah. cartoon. You know what I'm saying? When they go into the taverns and they lure all the young boys in, this is where all the temptation is. This is where all the manipulation can happen because they know you don't know what you know, need to know. Yeah. That's why a part of the design of the label was to make sure the artists die young or their careers go left and we put out the greatest hits so you can't have a career after us because we don't want you to succeed. That's always their shit. So it's like, no, thank you. But that's all they pushing. You see people jumping out of windows with their lives now because they are part of propaganda and they're being told to write like this and dress like that and become this character. And so they forfeit their soul. And now they can't go home and don't even recognize themselves in the mirror. But all the fans think they amazing and this and that. And these motherfuckers ready to blow their own brains out. There's a price to this shit. There's a cost for this shit. It's, it's not all, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the glamorous shit. That's, I mean, man, the devil is real. Man. So, you know what I mean? The discipline is to stay where you're supposed to be and let your blessings come to you as they're supposed to. That's why I backed away. I got, I got ghosts. I'll do anything for Dre, anytime, whatever, with the music, blah, blah, blah. We pop up when we need to jam, whatever. But I like being in a peaceful place. That's I like right. being able to create music purely from the heart. That's right. You know what I mean? And not have that shit hanging over your head with somebody telling you no. You gotta wait to come out. You gotta wait to do this, man. Ain't no time to wait. We our days are numbered always. We don't know when it's going to end. We gotta put out as much music as possible. That's for sure. Holy water splash! Now we can make it more positive, happy. I'm sorry, but I shared that. But but artists out there need to know this shit. It's not all glamour and glitz. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. And, it's and we've always had some, a lot of weird stuff. And we've going had on. some off the record conversations. I won't really bring up, but it gets deep. Um, you know, one thing I will talk about, they're always, you know, on the internet, you find a bunch of stuff. A lot of it's bullshit. So a lot of much. it's lies, right? Yeah. But it's some stuff that kind of got like a little hint of truth to it, right? You hear about these weird parties that these people be having. Nice. Nice. You hear about these weird parties be having where people be congregating and just kind of as the night goes on, it kind of just get weirder. I say like Pimp C, ew. Yeah, you know. I already know where you're going. No. And it gets, to be a, it gets to be a bit much sometimes, man, because, you know, when you come from the streets, like, hey, I'm pretty sure you don't saw some shit, because I know your ass ain't going to talk about shit, but 
Aiden ain't gonna say a word. Aiden's like, I'm, I'm smart. Pleading, I'm pleading the fifth. I plead the fifth. You know, I ain't seen shit. Right? You ain't seen ain't shit. Ain't seen either. shit. Ain't heard shit. You know, but without naming names and, and all that stuff, man, how much weirdness did you get to see, dog? Too much weirdness. That's just when you when you at the biggest label in the world and everywhere you go. I was in Miami for like two months with Scott Storch. So imagine what that was like down there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've seen some shit. I mean, we throw parties at K-Fed's house. Shout out to K-Fed and Britney Spears' mom is in the jacuzzi with us. There's some crazy shit. Then Keenan Ivory Wayans is yelling at us over the fence, telling us to shut the fuck up. Like, it was movies, man. It was, it was crazy shit going on. So the kind of parties I would go to would be full of titties. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. So right. my weirdness was my my first twosomes and threesomes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and getting turned out to that shit in the, in the, in the studio because I never I never listening to digital underground sex packages and shit. You know what I'm saying? That shit freaks the industry. Okay, it's going, but not like that. But yes, like that. So thank you, Dr. Dre. Thank you, Mark Batson. Yeah. My goodness. So you said yeah. you had you a little bit of fun. Man, I had too much fun. I had too much fun. A little bit of fun. And I am Raw Dog King then. You understand me? I played Russian Roulette with my dick. Something awful. And I loved it. You blessed, especially from where you was at, dog. Oh, my God. Man, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, and I was see, the cockness monster. I was see, attacking good, them bitches. See, being a real Excuse nigga me. sometimes, dog, ain't good for business, right? Uh-huh. Because there's so much stuff I got in my head, dog, that if I just got to just spilling. But I will tell you this. There's a whole bunch of herpes running around ah! from that motherfucker. It's a whole bunch of HIV running around. It's that a whole can't bunch get of, rid of human papilloma and all kind of yeah. shit. That's how I know God loves me. Because uh-huh. I should have had that shit. I was just jumping everywhere. Give it to me. And it's a yeah, whole I bunch of something. Because ODB told me I like it raw. I got burnt once, but it was only gonorrhea. So I said, fuck it. Oh, he did it in chlamydia. You know what I mean? That's Man. all good. Thank you, Dirty. Rest in peace, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I never was into the to the I told too to, much to the crazy party shit. I, I can really vouch for that. I was the type of nigga that I didn't have females in the studio when I recorded. Mm, that's a good um, thing. I didn't have party types. Like it was just me and Slip and maybe a couple of hood niggas and that was it. I never, you know, went to the, you know, like you said, the wild jacuzzi parties where, you know, motherfuckers mm-hmm. sniffing cocaine on his uh-huh. titties uh-huh. and shit like that. I've never been to those. I don't know. I guess I was too motherfucking. I was scared of that side. It's, mm-hmm. it gets weird as a motherfucker. Smart. Um, Smart. Fun to me was coming back home from off the road and being able to go to the neighborhood or jump in my low rider or, you know, I never experienced the wild side of being um, in the in the industry because I always was a, I wasn't a people person, man. Mm-hmm. You get me? I mean, I grew up and all I knew was niggas from my neighborhood. Like, I was the type of nigga that, before I started rapping, nigga, I didn't even go out of Compton. Mm. Like, we yes, didn't go to L.A. and the Valley and Hollywood and shit like that. Nigga, I stayed in Compton every day. <laughs> you get me? You want something to eat? Burger joints. Louis Burgers. Churches. Golden Eagle. My Golden Eagle. <laughs> Motherfucker, you wanted weed? That was on the block. 
you know, the homies and drink and pussy, that was around the corner in the hood at the homegirl house, you know. And then when it was time to go to bed, nigga, that was at the crib at <laughs> mom's. What else you needed? You get me? Yeah. What else did a nigga do? So I didn't, so by the time I got to the industry life and, you know, traveling and parties in New York and Miami and traveling and meeting people and motherfuckers be like, Oh, we party in the night. Come to the after party. Won't do. I let the homies do that. Yeah, I make the mistake. I took my motherfucking ass back to the room. Smart. And was like, focused, nigga. What time the plane leave to get back to Compton? That was me. <laughs> I made the mistake of going to one of them parties, bro. And let me tell you, um, uh, look said at mistake. Fucking yeah. listening. We up in Hollywood Hills. You know, we deep up in Hollywood Hills. I'm over some people's houses. This is when I was working for the publishing company, right? I wind up up there. It's normal at first. But then some of the people start to thin out. And next thing you know, it go from being, you know, 100-some people there to, like, it's 40 people there. And they start passing these trays around the room. It's different trays. And they pass me. I'm like, no, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good. I'm cool mm-hmm. with this little weed I got right in this drink in my mm-hmm. hand. I'm cool with that. So I asked, what is that shit? It's some other shit to come, but it looked real crystallized. And the girl's like, oh, it's MDMA. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever heard of that shit. But they were snorting shit. Oh, no. And I didn't know you know I'm dumb, though. I'm ignorant to all that shit. You know what I mean? So when I tell you, dog, these motherfuckers start taking this. If they snort this crystal, it's like everybody in the room. Just imagine everybody in the room getting weird except for you. Mm-hmm. Me and my homies just sitting there looking at this shit, right? It's dudes leaving their girls to go kiss other niggas. And it's girls leaving them. It's like everybody in there. And they just all of a sudden... Women start taking their shirts off, dog. It was just like I do no shit. Like you remember that, that shit, True Blood. That's eyes wide shut or something. You, you oh, remember the that vampire show? Blood? Yeah, you remember that one lady walk around? She get to shaking that shit, motherfuckers just start fucking everywhere. Yes. It was uh, like I that, dog. I look up. I remember that. She was some kind of goddess. Yeah. It was on HBO years ago. But I yeah, look yeah. up though, yeah, eight fucking shit. I look mm-hmm. up eight. Motherfuckers I, is on I the guess wall. I'm just too much of a adorable ass. <laughs> I am too. I don't know, man. You're not normal. Shit like You're not that. normal. Let me tell you something. Shit like that, like I'm gonna give a fuck. Nigga from Compton, gang bang, hard nigga, whatever. Shit like that used to spook the shit out it of me. It spooked the shit message. out of me too. You get me? That's scary. Just watching motherfuckers in the hood off of shit that we were serving made me go, I don't never want to do no shit like that. Nigga, look at this nigga. This nigga running in circles in the middle of the street, butt ass naked, Ugh. off some wet. Or oh, this motherfucker just... Talking to the like, I, I after seeing shit like that on the block, I'd be like, nigga, well, I don't know why niggas want to. If you would have been at this motherfucking party, weed, message. Man. If you'd have been at this motherfucking party, my nigga, you'd be like me and not want to go nowhere. Because I'm gonna tell you, and where we was at was weird. Because you know how them houses be so big, you don't know how the fuck to get out. Yes, and you're trying to remember because you don't went down some stairs and made a left right there. So me and the homie. When we see motherfuckers start banging bitches on the wall, I say, oh, it's time to get the fuck out of here. So we trying to find a place, and we wind up in some little deep-ass cellar. Like, it's oh, like no. inside a little and thing, right? No, he's and in a cellar! Dog, no, check this out. It was in some swinger party-ass. And it's dark, right? And so a motherfucker looking for a light, we trying to get out that motherfucker. We don't remember how we came in. This is scary. And so we go to this one room, dog. <clears throat> It got a pentagram on the floor. Uh, you went to some eyes wide, shut ass motherfucker. Hellraiser. Let me tell you this. You know how them houses out there, you got them little windows on the side of the hill? 
me and the homie crawled out the motherfucking window, dog. Was on the side of these people's house walking. We were so scared. Had to walk way back around there. A dog came out and chased us, dog. We had to walk and then walk up a big-ass hill. I got to my car and chirped out, dog. I don't know where the fuck we was at. I'm never going to any party with you. He was at Thank a, you. That's scary. He was at one of them. I don't, you got to run? He was where they, where, where they all wear the robes and shit, dog. dog. Yeah! I, I think some shit, shit like that. <laughs> this around, That's that Ghoulies movie. <laughs> That's why your motherfucking ass. That's scary. You need to stay out of that Hollywood executive Man. lifestyle, nigga. Since Come then, back to Earth I ain't been to no parties like that, dog. <laughs> I understand. The motherfucker asked me. She'll ask me to go to this album release party. I said, I decline, my nigga. I'm not going no more motherfucking parties. Motherfucker, Yo, he funny. And then clothed everybody up and shit. Yo, that's scary. Shit to yeah, fire, scary, fire shits all over the wall. Especially when you see the pentagram, because I saw a pentagram. And they had like these fucking masks get, on the wall with all these numbers get, and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah. hell no. You was supposed to get naked and let them yeah. put you on the motherfucking <laughs> pedestal thing. Oh, and let everybody no. come over ah! get the licking hot yeah. honey off <laughs> See, the people don't know no dog. You know how you said that they ah! didn't know, you know how they said, you know how you said they tripped on you for praying, right? Yes. It's an element of Satanism, Satanism to that in shit, industry. dog. Yeah, that was an interscope. That was an interscope. You got people that, that don't fuck with God. And when you are watching that shit. You see a lot of that shit right now, though. You see it? They had it. like crazy you right see it? now. Mm-hmm. But then they turn around and say, no, I'm not worshiping or nothing to do with Satan. It's a philosophy. But, but you know, they dressing, they changing their eyes, putting in different this. You know, everything is fire and red and little pentagram shits and they saying Crowley. shit and they raps yeah. about Satan and all that and demonic shit. No, but thank then you. they'll tell you, mind your business or ain't got nothing to do with that. Like you just like motherfuckers think people are just totally blind to the fact of bullshit nowadays. Message. I remember when when hip hop was just hip hop, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh motherfuckers just identified with the struggle of, of of whatever it was. Whether you black, whether you motherfucking Mexican, whether you Asian, you know, hip hop was just hip hop, man. Message. You know what I'm saying? Couple of break dancers and pop lockers and shit, niggas DJing and hitting up on motherfucking shit and graffiti and niggas spitting, you know, about the oppression of of that was our music, you know. Now it's like all kind of shit that's involved. Like hip hop ain't hip hop no more. Like let's count it, put that shit in some other category and shit, and let's leave hip hop to motherfuckers who truly or connoisseurs of what hip hop really means and shit. And I don't give a fuck whether, if you wanna call it street rap or motherfuckers partying like it was like, you know, Young MC, or if you wanna be on the direction of Eight and Dre and Bishop or whatever. And But hip hop just gotta remain hip hop. Message. We gotta start putting so much dumb shit into, into the music, you know, that, that, that was ours. Motherfuckers wanna take it so left right now. It's well, crazy. Well, hip hop is always mirrored what's well going on in the world. You know, hip hop has always been like um, a direct reflection of what was going on in the streets, right? Yes, sir. And right now, you got some times, that, and I'm not gonna get into it because you already told me to calm down a little bit, but we living in the era right now, bro, to where if I came on this motherfucker next week with lines carved in my skin and some greenish brown eyes with the little pup- dilated pupils in there. And I put some um, gills on my neck. I can come up here and say I'm a lizard. 
Don't be <laughs> this motherfucker right here. I am not a lizard. You identify as a lizard. I identify yes. as a lizard. Do not call me. Or I come up here with a bunch of tree bark on. What's my be Groot. Be Groot. I am Groot. And just said I am Groot all day. Yep. I could do that. I am Groot. Yeah. Yeah. I am Groot. You have, we that, live, you we, have that right now. Yeah, yes. we live in that area to where I could become a tree. Yes. I could come on this motherfucker, paint my skin brown and say I'm Mexican. I can come on and say I'm anything. I can say I'm... Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, 
playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That candle right there. You can say you're the candle. I'd like to see that and say you identify as a candle. We are living in a weird world right now. Yeah. And yeah. if I had the right... When motherfuckers say you better do it like that. <laughs> yeah. Real lightly, and, nigga, real light. And check this out. I don't have the right to have an opinion to say I don't like that, but they do. Yeah, you don't. You, you I can't say nothing. Go. If I, I say something, I, what I tell you, sometimes shit just can't be fucked with, man. We had a great. Just, he he left it. Care. He left it with a great hip hop speech. That was beautiful. And then you went. So where are we going though? So we got to reel you no, back in. No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get real back in. Hip hop mirrors the world. Yes. Right. So what there we're we seeing in hip hop is just a direct reflection of what's going on in society right now. Yes, sir. Right, right, like, like you know, like you said, motherfuckers have the right nowadays to it, with hip hop. You can whatever. This is my this is my interpretation of what hip hop is to me. But then it's not hip hop to them. It's like I don't know if it's an expression of their artistic, you know, a uh, 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 view or whatever it is. But like I said, from where I come from, there was no different identification of what hip hop was. Boom. You know, hip hop you know what it was. Yeah. It was either dope or it was whack. Motherfucker. <laughs> that it was, was it. It was a D it was a DJ. It was a motherfucking MC and 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 scratching, whatever. Sometimes some dancers. Rapping, yeah. You know, sometimes some like I said, some pop locking or some break dancing. Yes, sir. And that was hip hop. You get me? It wasn't nothing else. It wasn't like you know. I'm 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 a I'm a do this and call it hip hop. Right. Or I'm a do this and call it hip hop. Or you know, it 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 was what it was. So, like I don't know. With the transition of times, you know, people certain people start feeling like you know I want to change the game up. Yeah. And and it shouldn't be that way. Sometimes shit should stay original, man. You feel me? Don't fuck with the with the 
with the with the nature with the of essence. things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't yes, fuck sir. with the nature of things. Mm-hmm. Leave yes, shit as the, what they naturally should be. When you you know, that's how nature. I look at shit. When you talk about natural, dog, like we was talking about AI earlier. You know, shout out to Brian, our producer of the show. Um, He came in and said, man, did you hear the biggie shit with the AI over the New York State of Mind? Yeah. It's ill now, man, what they can do with AI. And yep. that's going to cause a shitload of problems. It's cool to yep. hear these rap verses. It's cool to hear these rap verses and different versions of songs and stuff. No, but it's not. Can you imagine when somebody sends somebody a, um, a phone call in their daughter's voice? Dad, they got me. Yeah. You know, I need you to send some money over here. Now they go kill me. Um, let me tell you something. This shit happened to my, this shit happened to my homie. Uh, one of my homies and shit. I call his phone. Fucking voicemail pickup, right? Fucking, and it's his voice. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker say, I'm not in right now. I'm dousing myself with whipped cream and rolling in motherfucking salted caramel and nuts. They say, you don't even want to know what I'm about to get into, so hit me up later. I listen and I go, the fuck? (laughs) I dial the motherfucker again and listen. The motherfucker like, yeah, dousing myself in whipped cream. (laughs) So... I said, what the fuck? So when the nigga hit me, I said, nigga, what the fuck do you got on your answering machine? He said, what is it? I said, the nigga say some shit about you dousing yourself with whipped cream and rolling in salted caramel nuts. As soon as he heard me say that, he said, the fucking homie, Joe. He that got into my voicemail and bro. I said, what the fuck is that? He said the homie Joe that got into my phone and my voicemail and he done recorded the fucking. I said, using your voice? Right. He said, yeah. He said, what is it saying? He said, because everybody's calling me like, what the fuck is that on your answer machine? Yo. So I'm like, nigga, you got to go. He called me back and was like, what the fuck? I said, yeah, nigga, you're playing in whipped cream. You're dousing like, yourself in whipped cream. Yikes. So, like, yeah. You don't want to know what I'm about to do. That shit can really get you in some fucking Hell trouble. yeah. Yikes. Just imagine Ma- the motherfucker calling the motherfucker's job. And oh, just saying, imagine the I'm motherfucker calling motherfucker your up. motherfucker. Fuck your job or some. Imagine the motherfucker calling your broad or your nigga. Oh, yeah. That would fuck you up. You get me? On some shit like, yeah, some motherfucker, shit you like, ain't shit. I've been fucking you. I've fuck been fucking, that, some yo, you shit. You can get somebody hurt, fucking yo. using your voice and call your girl and in the background acting like Yikes. you fucking a bitch. Yeah, yeah this motherfucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this motherfucking shit is the bomb. <gasps> bitch listening to the shit. This somebody playing. That's some fuck. That's how, wrong. You, how do you get out of that? Yeah. How you gonna call know, and be like? I know my wife. Be like, nigga, this shit. you. This right. you. This right. is right. your right. voice. And, it's and about a nigga swear up and down that is not me. And nigga, it's about it, to be hard to understand if it's a real video or fake when you see these things because it's gonna generate images as well. Shit, so man. it can it can it can incriminate you with shit just like the voices. So our eyes is gonna be playing tricks on us. That shit's yeah. It's, it's all kind of ways it's gonna work. And it's not going to be used for anything good. Message. That's going to be Message. fucked up Oh, shit. dude. We saw Terminator. The, well, the godfather of AI, um, Geoffrey Hinton, he recently stepped down from Google. He said that his goal, it was, he was warning them about 
dangers of AI. He said he thinks it's going to destroy the world. It will. It's, I mean, just imagine. I don't give a fuck. Business motherfuckers. You could be a leader, a presidential motherfucker. You could be the president of a bank, and the motherfucker got your AI. Oh, yeah, I need it. Oh, there's somebody coming in. Oh, I need y'all to get money and all kind of shit. Man, come on. Do you know what kind of... It's it's the it's the easiest way to destroy a motherfucker if you ask me. Oh man, and can you imagine? Because yeah, I, but then, like I said, when people do shit like that, it's already thought of to where it's gonna be used to fuck up some shit. Messy. Never it never like oh we could do so much good with this shit. Mm -hmm. It's automatically gonna be thought like who can we fuck over by this shit? Mm -hmm. Listen to this. The godfather of AI just quit Google and says he regrets his life's work because it can be hard to stop bad actors from using it for bad things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she got in this. Motherfuckers. Get, get ready. They go, somebody going to use it on you and tell you. Motherfuckers no ideas, dog. Please don't give these niggas no ideas, dog. Gonna hey, douse yourself in whipped cream. Check this out, dog. Because you already got something. Because you, hey, check this out. <laughs> You already got some 60-year-old peanut head nigga on, online talking about tied me up somewhere. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gonna use the shit and be like, see, I got the That's video. Yeah. Oh, boy, I tied the nigga see? up. No. <laughs> 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 Yikes. Hey, we gonna have your ass. It's gonna be a nigga somewhere sitting naked ah! in a chair with your face and shit. Yeah! They gonna have it. That's some fucked up but check shit. Out, but, but check out what dude said, though, man. He said it's hard to see how you can prevent the bad actors from using it for bad things. I console myself with the normal excuse. If I hadn't done it, somebody else would have. Hinton often referred to as the godfather of AI spent years in academia before joining Google in 2013. When it brought his company for $44 million, he told the Times Google has been a proper steward for how AI tech should be deployed, and that tech giant has acted responsibly for its part, but he left the company amazed so that he can speak freely about the dangers of AI. He said, you know, it could lead to more fake or fraudulent content being created, and how the average person would not be able to know what is true anymore. Yes, sir. That's the age we're entering. Mm. We're in right now because pretty much anything on the internet, people take as fact now. Yeah. Already, without none of this stuff, without AI, people are already saying, well, shit, Bishop, they said that you fucked this fat bitch and over the, you know, over the week. Or I might have. People, people's, <laughs> man. Or whatever, you know, uh, that you did this. Right, you did, you did that, it. And I should say that, shout, shout out to the fat girls. I don't want to get nobody mad because they there so you sensitive. Go. So we going to edit this out. The show it's, not a, it's not a, it's not motherfuckers job. It's not motherfuckers job right now to diverge, to, to. Um, Figure out what's true. They just want to yeah, be entertained. It basically, it's just fuck it. It's our job to report the story first. I don't give a fuck if it's true or not. I just want to be the first motherfucker to post or 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 put it up. And I'll let everybody else figure out if it's true or not. You right. get me? It don't matter if a nigga got a fact or a fiction. It don't matter. Fuck it. Like, oh, they said it. I mean, so it's it's got to be something. Because why would they say it? Like, the days of proving if shit is right or wrong or true or lies is over, over with, man. You don't need to fact All it is, motherfucker, you go viral just for posting this shit. Look, I'm going to be the first one to say, oh, they said Bishop was blah, blah, blah. And nigga like, what the fuck? I don't even know who. Yeah, well, shit, nigga, they said it. So 
Motherfuckers. That's what I heard. What I heard is what yeah. becomes your truth for your Dog, life. I, and I'll right tell you how fast that shit get twisted up. So I'm talking to homie Tyron, yesterday Tyron Turner. He says, you know Tyron, how you talk? Hey, still, man, um, somebody just told me some shit that, that when the last time you been in a fight? I said, huh? He said, because they said some dude named, um, they said some dude named, they, they, said some, they said some dude named BJ or uh, this and that. He ties you up and did this and that. I said, bro, I ain't been in a fight in about 15 years. I said, but that ain't true, dog. I said, that's not real. I said, yeah, they, that's, that was that AI. <laughs> but yeah, I said, that was you in some whipped cream. But no, but no, when I say it goes from me to getting tired up to getting beat up just that quick in the, yeah. in the universe because people just believe oh, no. any fucking thing. Oh, no, you, the story will go from you got tied up to you got hung up to you got in a trunk to yeah the story go from one person to one mm -hmm. person by the time it come back to you nigga a nigga done tied you up doused you in whipped cream you on video mm -hmm. had you running behind the horse tied <laughs> up like nigga nigga story go from ah! here. Mm -hmm. Like, you be like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Nigga, I was at home in the bed, sleep. And, you know, and, yep. and working in this shit. I seen it. it. Nigga, nigga said he tied you up, nigga. I seen it. And nigga had yeah. the aliens abduct you, nigga. Man. The aliens was up there. They were probing your ass and everything. <laughs> and you was, giving, you was giving up all kind of information, nigga. Yikes. He said information <laughs> to the aliens. It's over. That's why when you mess with this stuff, dog, people ask me sometimes, <laughs> I see stuff, don't get me wrong. I do research for the show on what we go talk about, right? I generally have an idea of me and A to talk about it, right? But motherfuckers believe anything. Before in journalism, you would have to go to two or three sources before you reported on something. They wouldn't say nothing. If you didn't have another source to verify what you saw, they wouldn't run it because they didn't want to be looked at as fraudulent. Right. Now a motherfucker would just go online and That's say, say they, they, they don't care. Like, even news channels do this shit now. Journalism they is over. They will fucking just report a story off of no facts. It's not about a fact of, like you said, they used to fact check. Mm -hmm. I, can't po I can't post a story, newspaper, nothing like that, until we got 100% fact check. Because mm -hmm. we post this story, we don't want to have to have a retraction, right. apologize, or get sued by a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Now... Mm-hmm. Nigga, I saw a nigga, blah, blah, blah. They don't give a fuck if it's new uh, fact or not. Mm -hmm. What we got to do is report the shit first before NBC or ABC or whoopty whoop. We want to be the first ones to report the story. Whether it's true or not, we want it just first on our platform so everybody get to tuning in or whatever, whatever. So uh, so shit about truth and shit in is is... That's been gone. That's gone. It's, it's gone. All I got to do is start a rumor, and motherfuckers going to post that shit. They going to run crazy with it. They love Whether the it's true or not, mm -hmm. it don't matter. I don't give a fuck. I can go outside right now and say, nigga, the sky yellow. And, oh, yeah. Eight said the sky yellow out there. So it gotta be in a motherfucker argue down that it's that it is yellow. Nigga, they, 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 they said it's yellow. Yeah. No, nigga, it's really blue right now. Man, man, that's if that's what you think, but an hour ago they said it was yellow. You know what I'm saying? It, that's just how shit works. It's how the world works now, man. Nobody wants the I don't want to know the truth behind the shit. The truth is boring, man. Well, all this shit I'd rather you tell a motherfucking lie or make up yeah. some shit. I'm gonna tell you what it is, eight. People are so thirsty for authenticity and what's real.
because they're not getting it. Think about reality TV when they first came with that. It started becoming scripted. You know, well, I want you to get into a fight with him, or they would, you know, they would actually coordinate little situations to happen, right? It wasn't real. So right now, that's why you got people that look. If you look at it now, all the popular stuff is based on reality. You know, from the show that Blueface got with his girl. Mm-hmm. That's blowing up, you know, that everybody mm-hmm. talk about all the time. They just on there just doing the wildest shit, right? But people are so into that because people are so scared right now on the low. They want to escape into something. Right now, what we're dealing with is a lot of escapism. People is yes. diving into the dumbest, weirdest shit ever, right? And they believe shit. in it because their lives are so fucked up. They'd rather live your life. You have a motherfucker arguing you down in the comments about some shit he knows nothing about, telling you how you wrong. You did the homies wrong. Don't know nothing about the situation. Don't have no clue about it, but they worried about it. And they really invested to the point to where they'd tell you how much they hate you, but they on there like clockwork every 630. Here they go. Trolling. They ask you. They ask you. And God forbid you give a motherfucker some attention. You go go back on there and have 99 threads about some shit of them tell you, oh, yeah, two and. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, most of the time, a motherfucker just wants some attention. That's what it's about. I've learned I've learned to avoid that. Mess, you know. It's just some people like shit. That's like you said. That motherfucker, he's making it a habit. Like you said, nigga gonna talk shit, and then like you said, the next day, same bat time, same <laughs> bat channel. He right there. Like shit has become just so. It's just become so motherfucking fake and and bullshit. With with people wanting to get noticed. That's what I'll say. Got a lot of motherfuckers who just want attention nowadays. And like you said, you give a motherfucker two minutes of fame by going back and forth in the comment. They feel they done done something. Next thing you know, they done post your whole conversation on their page. Like, look, I was going back and forth with Steel. <laughs> that, that, made the, the that made the highlight of their motherfucking day. They done sparked your attention, and now you going back and forth with them. And the motherfucker, gonna, they going to say that. Nigga, they gonna fuck you and all this shit. You gonna be fuck you back and won't he won't. And that motherfucker gonna be sitting right there showing people love. You usurping your energy. Yeah. Nigga, I'm a nigga with two followers and shit. And I got this nigga so pissed off. Mm-hmm. He's he's just, nigga, every, oh, nigga, fuck you, nigga. You don't know me, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. You and that's, make, that's making his highlight, nigga. Man, and then he's gonna get he's more screen, followers. He's screenshotting all of it. Yep. And then he gonna post it. Bing. Yep. Look, he called me a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> look, going look, off for look, right here. Nigga, I'm, I'm viral. Man, I had, a, I had a dude yeah. that couldn't have been no more than 16 years old. He's Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
probably 120 pounds soaking wet. He sent me a thing saying, man, when I see you, I'm going to peel your scalp, homie. And I was just like, wow. Had to do the Stewie turn. Wow. What did you yeah, say? Like, but you know what? The world is un under some kind of veil right now, man. The world is under some kind of like, I don't, not to get all spiritual and stuff. but Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's under a demonic influence almost right now, dog. Oh, Stuff is really crazy now. Like, I was in the grocery store. I saw a little girl talking so crazy to her mama, and that would have been my mama. It would have been, bip, back in the aisle five, right? <laughs> yeah. She up there calling her mama, like, calling her mama a bitch. Like, bitch, I told you I didn't like no chocolate. Wow. Bitch, I told you to get this one. I'm, like, looking, mm. I'm like, is this her homegirl or her daughter, man? And it's like she just talking to her mom crazy, and her mom just like, Oh, God, you're just so ignorant. You're just so ignorant. Like karate chopped to the throat when it came so fast. You're so ignorant, man. And, and I'm like thinking, like, when did we leave, when did we lose respect on this most basic level? We didn't. But as a society, though, because you see all kinds of crazy the, shit. Yeah, that's the generations of, of what, what motherfuckers, you know, with, with, with where we are as far as, you know, with, with the generation that's coming right now and the young kids and whatever, I mean, there's a lot of shit that we didn't do that kids do today. Like, shit, I would have never in a billion years got away with, you know. So I just put that on society, yes. you know, what motherfuckers see now, what they accept, what's acceptable, uh, what's tolerated. And you we, get me? And we got to remember when government stepped in and started trying to police how people raise their children and how they yeah, discipline right. their children yeah. and passing policies. My mama didn't give a damn about no police shit. Here it is. She knocked the shit out of me with a fucking, <laughs> with a fucking phone. Message. And tell you in a minute. Nigga, keep talking. I'm going to pick up this goddamn phone right here and knock you upside the motherfucking yeah. head. Like Mike I F. Look said. Like going, yeah. I'm going to call the police on you. My mama yeah, hit you I'd like a heard, nigga. I'd have heard, heard, <laughs> heard nothing but but, but phone rings. Yeah. Bing. Yep, yep. You get me? You know what Bip. my mama told my brother? Her tips on me. Yeah. You know what yeah. my mama told my brother when he told her he was going to call the police on her? She said, you need the number to the coroner, too. Right. Because it's going down. Man, it's going mom, I was raised by a mother. I was raised by, you know, my parents who, you know, they came through that generation where it was hard. Mm. So I'm not finna play with you, nigga. You think you finna be on the wrong path and doing right. some with all the shit I had to go through just to get here? You right. get me? Of what I had to see my parents and grandparents go through? Nigga, that was slave day shit. Now you so, have no rights as a parent. You think you finna be out here talking That's crazy to me? And walking in a different path than what I was, man, please, nigga, I'll knock you silly, nigga. Message. You know, it's like, um. But nowadays, the kids be like, shit, I'll pull a motherfucking heat on you. That's what these kids, the kids nowadays, like, nigga, I'll pull a heat on you or fuck you. Or we'll call the people on your ass nigga, because please. of yeah. and, 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 I don't know. Where they, where they, they call social services. Yeah, they, introdu shit. they introduced that to the kids, nigga. It was over. The kid like, what? I can call the fuck. <laughs> oh, she fought to whoop my ass from doing some shit. I need well, y'all to come down. Yeah. I think we covered it last week, so I'm probably going to need to speak on it again. But they just passed the law in Washington, dog, to where if your child wants to change identities. Man, yeah, you, can't, you keep on going, huh? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> this is relevant to this the thing. thing keep on going. Okay, we're listening. Yeah, we, that's all right. I said they change identities. Right. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you. They change identities that you don't have no rights, and they don't have to tell you shit. 
Then I saw another thing to where if your daughter is in another state, if your daughter is 13 and decides to leave with a grown-ass man somewhere, you can't do a damn thing about it. Mm. It's crazy, man. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to touch on that. I'm, I'm going to leave it to another time. But like I said, it, it seems like things that, you know, they're allowing or whatever um, – it's just a reflection of what people, you know, truly have in depth or what they really want to try to push their agenda to. So, you know, we really need to think of, of the welfare of the next generation, which is our kids and where we want them to try to lead. Yes, you sir. Know, because a lot of these kids are going to be the next presidents and senators oh and police and, and lawmakers and whatever. And Lord help know, us. So... We, we That's have what they to, always say. We have to be open-minded to the way the, the youth are raised sure. and and what they are, you know, what's accepted with the, you know, with allowing the youth to participate in because, you know, um, I, 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 I'd raise my son on, on being a man, mm-hmm. on being a father, on being, you know, a contributor to society, having a family, you know, that's just the values I raised my son on, you know. Um I didn't I didn't I didn't look at it like I don't know if it's right to say this, but I, I didn't give my son a choice. Message. You feel me? Yeah. I didn't give my son a choice. This is what the fuck you gonna be. This is what it is. This is what you. This is what's raised. You know. You gonna. You know. You gonna be a, a a provider. You gonna be a husband. You gonna be a family man. You gonna grow up on those those values that I grew up on, and my dad and his grandfather and whatever. You know. So I, I don't know. You know. I don't know where that line stretches with with a parent mm-hmm. and you know giving your child freedom and not wanting to be the 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 hard disciplinary mm-hmm. or wanting to be you know the kid's buddy or okay. you know you mm-hmm. I, it's just I, hard I don't I don't it's, I don't, it's I don't real know hard in this environment know? though man because the media's presence is so strong and they can be very they influence things because um you remember at one time Donald Trump was cool with everybody. Yeah. All the brothers. Everybody you, put him in their raps. People put him in their raps. He was the coolest dude around. He was on WrestleMania. He was in Home Alone yeah. too. That nigga was everywhere. And um, I don't know if people know this story, but Donald Trump um, let a black woman stay in the Trump Towers for a long time for free. Because she didn't have nowhere to go. They called him and said, what do you want us to do with her? Um, kick her out. He said, no, she has no place to go. Just leave her there but i say that to say you know um he's running again in 2024 not surprised you know he's running again and right now him i kind of like him over our current president but i don't want to get too much into no politics nothing like that but he you see what he keep doing keep okay. doing what no uh, i'm just talking about the general well, 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 news. the politics thing as far as the presidential thing i don't know i mean people 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 have you know experienced biden We've experienced Trump. I mean, I think think in anybody's eyes right now on that aspect, and I don't do politics. I'm not a politician. I don't do none of that shit. But from the opinions of the people, uh, 
Some people would rather Trump be back than having Biden. I don't know. I mean, like Is Trump that controversial bishop because I I didn't think I was seeing them controversial. I like how you try to go about it. I'm, like I said, I we mean, know what we're talking about. As, the, the, as, the, as far as that concerned, the political uh, stuff is nonsense. You know what I mean? I don't even get into it because we know. Yeah, I don't, I've, I've never done. Nobody's politics. for us. Nobody cares about I've, us. I've always felt that. I don't. I've, I've yeah, felt I don't from day one since I learned all in the school. Enemy. Since I learned oh, I in school about since I learned in school about history and and the presidents and voting and all that shit and whatever from as long as I've gone back and remembered each president has been it has still been the same when I grew up in Compton yeah, every for four us to years. Think that that you president's making decisions on his own is foolish. Yeah, and, 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 it's a lot. So we it, understand what it really is. Yeah, That's why it's a waste. Watch it, watch it, my mom. Yeah, watch it, my yeah. motherfucking living in Compton and growing up in gang infested the hood and all that. Every four years, when it was time, from the time I was four to eight to twelve to the shit. Was the exact same, same as living it ever on was. Johnson Street. So what do y'all say? Just don't vote at all. No, I'm not saying that. You make your own choices. But what I'm saying is, when you look at what it really is, you vote. Yeah, you go. You vote. Like and tell us how I, it works. I'm not speaking on myself. You vote. Okay, you go down there and you mark the ballots and they tell you, okay, this is this issue and he's going for this and this is going to change this and this is. So you mark all that shit down. When you go home and you're watch, you sitting up and you're watching the polls and so and so on. Do you, in two years, look up and go, all that shit I marked down, has it benefited me at fucking all? Not at all. I mean, really, think about it. You mark your shit down, you and the wifey, and y'all mark your shit down. When you go in there and you look up two years after you done marked that shit down and did all this shit. Are you looking up and going, oh, that benefited me? That did? Because it's that only going to benefit some. That? And it's going to benefit. Or do you look up when you get out of Damn. fucking bed every morning and put on your clothes and jump in the car and come down here? Do you go, damn, all that shit I marked down and voted for, ain't a goddamn thing changed. Message. And the thing I'm going to add to that. Does it? The thing I'm going to add it? to that. That's what I'm asking you. The thing I'm because add that's to that. my perception of voting for when a motherfucker tell you, oh, I'm finna change this. And they're not. I'm finna do That's this just to make you. you vote for them. And then they act like, they act like they talking to you personally. Still. I'm gonna <laughs> do this for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vote for me. Yes. I'm gonna do this for you and your community. And I'm gonna get do your friends. this. He get I'm your friends to this, vote too. And I'm gonna do this. And a year later, after you put that motherfucker in office, still personally, do you feel like, hmm, Someone said they was going to do this for me. They was going to do this and do that. God damn it, I'm still waking up every morning. I got to pay this. I'm paying this. I'm paying this. I still got to do this. I put my shoe on left, right at a time. <laughs> and God damn it, what has changed for you? Do you feel, honestly, the shit that you have marked and voted for has benefited you any way a year or two after you done put a motherfucker in office? Well, I've personally don't think the president has their own agenda. I think that So he's going to avoid saying no. Listen, listen. No, it's the truth. Nothing happens. But Okay, I, so that's what we're saying. Let me, let me, let me get okay, my thing go ahead, off. Go ahead. Get my thing off real quick. I believe that it's important it's more important to vote on the local issues 
Yes, because close change. Directly, I think that you can touch directly that directly impacts us. Yes, it directly impacts us. So the person who's the mayor of the city I live in, yeah, that's going to impact me. Are they going to fix this pothole? And you can go to town hall, city meetings, or whatever. But what I want to say is, when you talk about these presidents, you talk about these administrations. Two things: all that money they gave to the Ukraine. When all the banks and the companies in Silicon Valley started falling apart, look how quickly they replaced billions and trillions of dollars. But when people needed stimulus packages, look how they've been doing, motherfuckers. Look at all the unemployed. They don't give a fuck about nobody. It's a game. And, see, and when you, know, you see that clearly, mm -hmm. then there's a different way you look at it through the lens. That's all. Bless all them for the hustle that they're doing. But we know it's lies. Yeah, we you know it's lies. It's hustle. As far as the president goes, like the White House and all that, bro. I don't think about it. When you start thinking about like all the money that they gave to the Ukraine, and we got I'm motherfuckers, serious. you know, we got people laying out in front of um, thirty thousand dollar a month condos downtown Message. LA right here. Message. That we can't get money to, but we got money for that. But bless the new mayor because she pushing for that. And I look at the way so it's, it's the whole thing, and um, just from the things they're doing with taxes quietly, right? Because mm -hmm. you saw what they just did to taxes, like the. the person that may occasionally sell something in their garage or something like that. Now they dropped the limit from, from it being 20000 you know, on 1099 income to $600. What's going to happen to the mm -hmm. little girl that's babysitting that's getting money from, you know, from people that babysit 50 bucks here and there to babysit some kids? So now she's going to have to go at 13 or 14 years old and fill out all these forms. And most people don't even know about this. It's people cash-apping each, each other right now. Yeah, I saw and that at too. the end of the year, they go get a big-ass 1099 Oh, you got an extra ten thousand dollars that you don't made, and you might have spent that ten thousand dollars on gas. It might have been for for you doing something for somebody or something. And you're gonna see the eradication of the American dollar. You're gonna watch the the whole motherfucker collapse. It's inevitable. Five mm -hmm. to six years. If we're talking about doing facts and real research, yes, indeed. And just the whole. So all this shit is systematically done. It's on purpose. It's on design. They destroyed the middle class. What, they just want a working class system where they just poor and then the elite are here. Look how they're just taking away everything. Mm, the pandemic talk. worked two ways, to cripple a lot of independent businesses, to wipe out a lot of competition. It's a lot of bullshit to that, not just some fucking outbreak. And then you look at what they're doing. So that's why I go again with people being evicted, with all the homeless in the streets, mm -hmm. people without fucking jobs. But yet they talking about sending money to all these other countries. There's wars here, there's poverty. There's addiction. Mm. There's all kind of dysfunctional issues with our children. There's all kind of shit that's got to be done. So that's why I say if it's not with us, street to street, block to block, it's not going to get done correctly. These strangers don't know your refrigerator's empty. They don't know your woes. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, and you wonder, though, you know, I was talking about the taxes earlier and stuff like that. You wonder, what are they doing with our tax dollars, right? And you think Flipping about it. it. <laughs> it's becoming more and more frequent, right? Because if you remember... When we first broke off in Britain, they established the 13 colonies, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever, right there. What did them in England go to beef over? The tax? Tax, right. Boston, that bullshit. Yeah. Tax, right. Yeah. So America, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong at any point, because I'm not really versed on it. I know a little something, but not a whole lot. I do remember up into the First World War that there were no you know, personal income taxes, right? And they just put the tax in place just to fund the war. That's fine. America has managed to stay in conflict since then. Yeah. when Somewhere uh, on the planet. Somewhere on the planet. So it's just all a game, dog. That's when King, I think it was King Ferdinand and, and his and the Queen got assassinated. That's what started that with the, with the, with the, ah, the bullshit. I, I forget what it is. But that's how it started. 
Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's so much to that. Yeah. But that's history. American history is interesting. But remember, this was supposed to be the colonizers for Britain, and then they betrayed their own people and went rogue. So remember who you're dealing with. Yeah, because they turned right around and did the same thing that they went to war with Britain over. There you go. Just just twisted it back a little bit, just saying, okay, I'm going to tax you now. Was that not white on white crime back then? No. Yeah. Now, okay. if I give nephew, <laughs> let's say eight, tell Karan and a couple of his buddies to come over this weekend, and I got a couple dollars for them before they go to school just for cutting some grass, right? They cut the grass. I pay them some money. I'm supposed to 1099 them now at the end of the year that's for that foul. Dog. But that's how they're trying to crush anybody being able to get up. Think about somebody that's sick when they're on that much of a micro level to try to stop anybody from even having any kind of trickle-down effect. They want the fucking well dry. Mm-hmm. Because then what is there? There's the streets in prison, and eventually from the streets, it's going to be prison. And since they privatized and they make money, it's an easier way to contain motherfuckers. So it's great to have these tiny little homes and shit. Get motherfuckers ready to be boxed in, more so. Yeah, for real. Shit is fucked up now. So what you got going on now with your music, though? How you going to switch from deep shit like that and then talk because about I am, music? Because <laughs> you know, yeah, I want to yeah, talk take about that deep. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I want to uh, talk about because I don't want uh, nobody snatch me up in one of them little vans, dog. Oh, it's going to happen to you. Talking too yeah, much. Going to tie talking, you up and douse you in whipped cream. trying to keep him off of some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Then they call my yes. voicemail. keep hearing he's doused in chocolate right now. Yeah, no thank you. Chocolate. No thank you. But uh, uh, what was the question? Um, yeah, Yo, this this new amazing music that you've been putting together, the Just Don't Die album, man. It's my it's my best work ever. Um, um, I'm just happy. I, I always come around when it's time. I don't never want to be out there just to be seen. Mm-hmm. I want to serve a purpose. You know what I mean with the music and with the energy and what it can create, especially in the times that's coming. So Just Don't Die is a mantra to tell people in every which way, in spirit and in mentality and hope and even in heartbeat, Just Don't Die. Because the shit that we're about to face, the shit that we have to endure already, it's going to be worse. So I want to create music to be a soundtrack to real life. And so that's, that's the shit. And so I've been blessed with my OGs, Chuck D on the album, Ice-T on the album, Exhibit on the album, Too Short, KD. Get this man on the album, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's my greatest work, and it's it, and it's the it's it's gonna move, it's gonna move, it's gonna touch people, it's gonna do what it's supposed to do. So I'm just that's excited to, to 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 really serve the right way. So that's it. I'm just getting ready to put out a lot of great music, connect a lot of dots, and just try to create a lot more unity and healing. Same shit I started with. I'm gonna finish with. It's very necessary on all levels. And so when you find your purpose. And what you know your heart beats for, that's what I'm committed to. You know what I'm saying? Because with music, with the push of a button, we can change motherfuckers' minds. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers change their lives. Motherfuckers take our words and take them to the wind and move. So with the blessing, like God with the word, is power in that. I don't, I don't, I don't play with it. I learned that from being on a major. Because you don't know what people are going to do with your music. You feel me? Exactly. So I'm 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 very mindful of what I'm creating and what the gift that God has given me. So that's that's it. It's it's just some real it's dope. That's it. I've been busting my ass to make sure it's my best work. That's why it's been taking so long. I want to make sure it's something great for people. I'm not trying to take people's money. I'm trying to give people something. Soul protein. I'm trying to give people something. You for sure got some stuff on there, man. And that's why it was dope having you on this episode because I know you have a deep train of thought and you probably you're probably the only person I know that reads more than me. Shit. 
Glasses, though. Glasses. Yeah, glasses reads a lot. Glasses, glasses reads yeah. a lot because I prefer reading over actually looking at television. And I love having the, you know, it's just like being an MC. You want to write in a notepad because in pages is something else to turn them. It's the same thing when you have a book and you put notes in it or you highlight. There's a relationship with books the same way with a DJ and carrying crates back in the day. When I was paying dues, I was carrying my homeboy DJ for reals crates you know what i'm saying it's it's a it's a it's a it's a rites of passage when it comes to knowledge and research and it's not just googling some shit i remember when i wanted to learn big words i had to just be in the fucking dictionary you know what i'm saying so it's like that the the, the energy of what books give you man and then in a backpack the motherfuckers make you strong i got a backpack full of books but it's so key to be educated right because a lot of shit that's out of print will have more of the purity so you got to go for a lot of lot of different references to really get to the truth, and I and that's a lesson from John Henry Clark. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Of of of, of, of learning that shit is necessary. And shout out to the last bookstore down in L.A. Church, that shit is amazing. Right. You know, that, that, that shit is amazing. That's amazing because um, you remember going to the mall, you would see a bunch of bookstores, and me, D-Dalton. I like book, and you know, my wife would go shopping. I always just go in a bookstore, and I would look at um. The magazine a little bit. I would look at the source a little bit. Look at the yep. source to see what they had popping. Then I would go, I would buy an issue of the source. I usually take that with me. Then I would go find a book. Like you yeah. know, that's where I found Behold a Pale Horse. Um, yes, um, William H. Cooper. The, what's my other one? Illuminati Six Six Six. All those books. You know, those different books. That's my preferred reading list right there. I'm yeah. in, I'm in all the strange and. Because I want to know what's going on. It's a lot of stuff we don't get told. Ancient Kushite Empire. It's all kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's like that's where the knowledge is about the ancient Moors. But but that's why reading is so dope. But it's just as an MC, it's the same thing when you studying records and you watching mm. show performances. You know what I'm saying? You researching and studying like a scientist. You know every which way. That's just the way I believe in it. Because that's the only way to be dope at the craft. It's got to be every day, and you got to know where it comes from. You got to see all its different, you know, compartments or departments. Be like, let me immerse myself in jazz for a while and understand Miles Davis deeper. Let me understand why jazz was just to give birth to hip hop in this way. You know what I'm saying? Infuse. How is hip hop such an amalgamation where you can sample anything and it is still hip hop? You see that? It takes on everything and fuses it. That's a scary thing for them because it wasn't supposed to last, and look what it's done. Mm-hmm. So for every fucking iota in my body, I got to give my all to hip-hop because it changed my life and blessed my life so I know what it can do for others. And MCs and artists coming behind us, that's the real energy. Let us demonstrate how it's really supposed to be done before motherfuckers lose that art and understanding of it's all right to be real and it's all right to be genuine. It's all right to be original. It's all right to be cool with this much of a fan base. I'm still successful because I'm making a living off what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about world level. I'm I'm in the world, not of it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Holy water splash. Yeah, and there's so, a couple of people in this room that was around when hip hop wasn't here. Mm-hmm. When it just started kind of, you know, emerging from the underground. I think everybody's first first record they heard was um was my boys right there, um, Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, first rap rappers I've heard, Rappers Delight. And my uncle that came back from the military from Germany. He had a tape with a bunch of different rappers on there, super rapping and all that, Jimmy Spicer and all that stuff. <laughs> so I can remember when it all first came through. But, man, I really appreciate you stopping by, dog. Oh, it's an honor, brother. Thank blessing you. Blessing us with your presence, man. The Honorable Bishop Lamont. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Lamont. And, um, Thank you for having me. We're going to have more details about our um, 200th episode session. <laughs> There's going to be, I think, May 29th. Is that it? 
May 27th. May 27th. We have uh, Gangster Chronicles 200th episode. Uh, yeah. Taco, Taco Weed Sesh. I like So, that. you know, uh, we have a couple of vendors come out, probably do a taping of a live broadcast. A couple of, uh, you know, performers come out, do what we do. You know, just have a good time where everybody's celebrating the show. A couple of fans come out, get to see us in person and do that type of thing. So. We just, uh, you know, just trying to do stuff to where we can connect with the people on a different level, you know, than other, you know, you know, regular podcasts. We try to connect with the people, um, so that's what we do. You know, two hundredth episode, Gangsta Chronicles, Taco Weed Sesh, coming to you May twenty seventh, and that's official. Yeah, for sure. I'll be message. I'll be back at y'all with the location and times. No. No, I'm not walking around no. with from that party. No. No. On that note, we are out of here. Yeah. What's up? Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.